Okay. Do you want to play rough? Okay. Say hello to my little friend. Welcome to Double Impact, the podcast where we double back on the movies that impacted us growing up as 90s kids and decide whether they hold up today or are best left in the past. I'm Tristan. And I'm Greg. It's another balmy Friday. It is. It's quite balmy. It's, it's hot. Yeah, it's uncomfortably hot. Fortunately, we are pure audio because I'm going to be slowly undressing. <laughs> There's one sock. Not audio for me, Greg. Yeah, well, bonus. A, uh, not audio for you, not audio for Matty Fard. Friend of the show joining us. Friend of the show in the studio right now. Hey guys, thanks for having me. I'm so pumped. We're pumped. We don't have many guests. Please, Greg, keep your uh, clothes on. <laughs> what's, happening, what's happening with your toes there? What do you mean? They're nice. Why are you taking off your socks? It's, it's very warm. He's taking off one sock. Yeah. Yes. The, well, they say that um, 20% of the heat comes from your left and right foot. Right foot. <laughs> it's true. It's science. All of you guys, I can't see. They're very white feet. Yeah, yeah. They, they match the rest of me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's your feet, all right. That's right. They're steaming would probably be a great word to describe them. Steaming white feet. <laughs> Sexy. Are we writing erotica right now? I think so. I think so. Pod, podcast erotica. The Mills and Boone of podcasts. He removed his right sock. A milky, steamy foot. <laughs> <laughs> Side note, both of the, uh, all 12 of the uh, white milky soldiers are out. Oh, God. We've, ju- <laughs> we've just started. You've got no, you've got to have many places to go from yeah. here. These jeans are really warm. <laughs> hey, uh, so Maddie's with us today. He got to choose the movie. Yeah, I did. Which is exciting. Um, what did you choose? Scarface. Scarface. As you, as you called it earlier, Scarface. Scarface. Yeah. It is one of my favourite movies of all time. It's a good choice. So it was It was an easy decision. And this is the best part about having guests because sometimes for us choosing the movies is, I wouldn't say the hardest part, but it can be somewhat of a challenge. And you often also, you know, we, we mix in the classics, but we kind of sometimes we try to stay away from them because we want to bunch them up. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. yeah. It was, I was really looking forward to watching this. So it was a good. It's a great excuse to do it, great, finally. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, just put a spare three hours yeah. aside. <laughs> Man. I did, oh. I did forget about that. And I, it was, it's on Netflix at the me. moment. Yeah. And I got to the, you know, the home tile there and it's like two hours and 50 minutes or something. And I was like. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Oh. My wife came back in and was like, are you still watching this? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, it's, it's going on. It's like about three hours, this thing. Oh. Well, hey, before we get into the movie, we'd like to get to know our guests a little bit before we dive into the movie. Give, give, the, give the listeners a bit of a sense of well, who are you? What's, what makes you tick? And I believe Greg has a series of... Uh, yeah, I've got a... Uh, so we, we went through this list with a friend of the show, Michael Chavello, who was on uh, six or so weeks ago. Yep. Um, I probably could have updated it. But <laughs> I can't remember if I tailored this to him or not, but I'm going to give you, uh, you know, some rapid fire questions. There'll be a two a two option in each answer, and you just mm-hmm. you just you just shoot out what feels right. Okay. Yeah, like a preference. You just tell me what you prefer. Okay. Out of these two things. I'm scared. <laughs> it's pretty yeah, pretty safe here. Uh, okay, here we go. Rapid fire questioning for Maddie. Indiana Jones or Han Solo. Indiana Jones. Bruce Lee or correct. Jackie? Ooh. <laughs> oh, there are correct, correct answers. Correct. <laughs> Just to me. 
Just for that one. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Buzzer. We're, we're not we're not massive Star Wars people here. I'm posi- Look, we're positive, positive. If, if you had but, said Indiana Jones or Star Wars, I would have said Star Wars, but Oh. <laughs> <laughs> This isn't that rapid, is it? No, no it's the, probably the slowest. <laughs> Sorry, rapid that was my, that was my fault. I interjected. <laughs> Go, yeah. rapid fire. Okay, Bruce Lee or Jackie Chan? Bruce Lee. Pamela Anderson or Sally Field? <laughs> Pamela Anderson. Weird. <laughs> Greg has a thing for Sally Field. <laughs> okay. He's only recently learned that not many people. No one else. <laughs> I don't know who she is. I'm going to be honest. She's the mother in. Um, this is Date Fair. This is Date Fair. No, nah, still don't know. She's who she is. Forrest Gump's mother. No, nah, she's the, a lot of people's mothers. Okay, <laughs> she, she's very is she my mother. <laughs> she's very maternal. That's exactly what it is. That's why. Anyway, continue. Van Dam or Steven Seagal? Van Dam. Mm, Ooh, yeah. That was almost the, the eject. <laughs> I, I know where I am. Right. <laughs> uh, Biggie or Tupac? Tupac. I added that one. Yeah, it's a good one. Oh, I like that one. National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation or Die Hard? Die Hard. Favourite current TV show? Uh, right now, right money, now. money Heist. Money Heist? Oh, I haven't seen that. You haven't seen it? And oh. least favourite? <laughs> oh, The Masked Singer. The Masked Singer. Oh, yeah. Why is that even a thing? Oh, one of I've watched a lot of TV shows and let me tell you, that is one of the worst ever. The worst. Have you watched it? I've seen parts of it. I believe my... Tomorrow Radio buddy Christine Anu was on it one season. Oh, I love that show then. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> um, great questions, Greg. <laughs> I thought I knew you and I knew I know you're on a whole new level now. You got almost half of them correct yeah. as well. So they that's, were that's deep. good. They were very deep. They were very deep questions. You probably liked the two-pack bit. More I did. Than, more than I did. That was the I knew you were going to be a two-pack guy. I love Tupac's new record. I love Tupac. Look, I love both it's of them. probably because you're wearing pop. a Raiders hat. <laughs> but I, I do love Tupac. Yeah, he was, all, he was like the soul for one, huh? Mm. He had feeling, man. Mm. All right, so Scarface came out in 1983, which I think well, I don't think we've done this year before because I had to go look up you all sure? the movies from that year. No way, Jose. Yeah, apparently. So the top, speaking of uh, Star Wars and Han Solo, the number one movie in 1983 was Star Indiana Wars. Jones. <laughs> no, Star Wars Episode Six: The Return of the Jedi. Oh, yeah. Number two, Flashdance. Number three, Octopussy. Number four, Never Say Never Again. Number five, Staying Alive. Number six, Terms of Endearment. Number seven, Trading Places. Number eight, Superman 3. Number nine, War Games. Number 10, Sudden Impact. But coming in at number 15 for the year globally, this is globally, was a little film called Scarface. 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 It was it was rated R, so I think that's a pretty good effort for a movie rated R back then, right? Good point. It was nearly rated X for a while, but we'll get into yes. that. Mm. We'll get into that. Yes, it came out in December of 1983. Budget of 25 to $37 million. It's unclear. Um, so the cocaine was... Yeah, no, I was like, maybe that, <laughs> that wasn't on the record, off the record. You know, it's still they still haven't come clean on exactly what he was snorting. Some said it's powdered milk, some... Suggest it might actually be cocaine. So maybe that's what that variance is. He is quite, the, he is quite a method actor in this role. Yeah, yeah. Um, a gross, a return of $66 million, which is not bad because a lot of the a lot of the narrative around this movie was, oh, it was a flop and everyone hated it and 
it did okay. It was the number 15 movie of the year. Yeah, what do you want? Yeah, what do you want? Relax, buddy. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes score 82% for critics, uh, 93% for audience. That's pretty good. Yeah, it's pretty good. Sounds about right again. It doesn't sound like critics hated it, although I guess that includes newer critics. But still, you know. Yeah. You know. This, this, is, this is serious film town. Exactly. This is serious film town. Yeah, this isn't no. Shitty film town. Yes, thank you for helping <laughs> me plug that gap. Sorry to get technical on you there, Matty. Yeah. <laughs> We've become quite learned <laughs> yeah. about films. Yeah, I, sure. I've, I've noticed. Now, yeah. this was your choice. Can you, can you give us a little bit of uh, your history with this movie? It was a big yeah. one for you growing up. So you, you obviously you mentioned it was 1983. I wasn't yeah. born then. so Only Greg was, I think. So it definitely yeah. wasn't something that kind of, uh, you know, was part of my, my childhood. It was something that I, I seeked out, I think, in my early 20s. Mm-hmm. Like I think a lot of young men at that age, we kind of got into mafia movies yeah. and you know, everyone was going back and watching all of them, yeah. um, of which Scarface was one of them. And for whatever reason, I watched that movie and it really stuck with me. And I'm, I'm the type of person that when I watch a movie – you can then ask me the next day what happened and I'm like, I don't remember. <laughs> There's not many movies that stick with me and Scarface was one of them. I went and bought the DVD, you know, saved up yeah. some money back then when I was in yeah. school or uni or whatever it was and went and bought the DVD and I've still got the DVD. Nice. So when I went and watched it to go to watch it last night, I was like, I don't have a DVD <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> It was on my bookshelf. <laughs> but, yeah, I just I, I remember watching it in my early 20s and just falling in love with it. Um, and yeah. you know, I, I can't say that about many movies from 1983. That's true. True. What about you, Greg? Is this a big one for you? Uh, very similar. I w- wasn't allowed to watch it when I was one, ridiculous, <laughs> um, because of the rating. Some real uh, bubble wrap parenting oh, happening there. Oh, crazy. Sue and Jim just tone it down. <laughs> uh, it wasn't until, yeah, it would have been uni, I reckon, or at least post school. Yeah. You know, there was a gap of a year or two. Yeah. Um, but that's when it sort of everyone got right into it. Everyone was watching it. Everyone was quoting it. As I said earlier, my friends like to call it Scarface um, <laughs> to, you know, prove out their culturalism. <laughs> yeah, and everyone had a, had to quote Tony Montana. Everyone had. It was the a, Borat of its day. It was the <laughs> Borat of its day. It's exactly yeah. what I was going to say. It, everyone had a Tony Montana. Yeah. The vast majority, like mine, was shit. Yeah. Some people did it way too much that it formed part of their identity. I, I did it in my wedding speech. To really? My, to my wife. Oh, nice. <laughs> You're a beautiful woman, huh? And I did which, it. which one did you? No, I did, I, I did the, um, it, it, was, it was part of, I obviously wasn't doing it seriously, but it was Fly part, it was, it, it was uh, she's a tiger. She belongs to me. <laughs> that part. <laughs> that's pretty good. That's the, that's the, one of the more romantic lines of that's the year. Yeah, that's right. It was, it was when they're by the pool and he and he hits her with that talk that mm. with the, about how he the felt serious the first, chat. Yeah, about the first time he saw her. And I, I, I said that to my wife at our wedding day that, you know, when I first saw her the first time, it wasn't love at first sight, but I, I thought she was a tiger and that she should belong to me. Nice. <laughs> that's awesome. And their relationship ended awesome too. Yeah. That- yeah. <laughs> I know. Good, what a good <laughs> <laughs> and I've I've tried to do the accent and it just every time it gets worse. I'm not too bad with accents normally, but for whatever reason, I just can't. Well, do you it. know what it is? It's because it's really it's ridiculous to start with. Yeah, we'll get more into that. It's a, yeah, <laughs> but, it's, a, it's a character. Yeah, it's, it's a, a, it's like kind of like Borat because it sounds. If you did an impression, I would go, "That sounds stupid," but then actually, 
That's it probably is accurate. That's just how it sounds. It sounds ridiculous. I think it in I'm the same as you guys. I think I watched it in uni and probably less so you, perhaps more you, Maddie. GTA Vice City. Yes. Because that came out in 2002, it was, which was when I was at uni. These two things kind of coincided for me. They're talking gaming yeah. <laughs> for, all my, for all my fellow non-gaming brethren out there. It was 80s. It was Miami. It was, yeah. It Miami was the Vice same City. soundtrack. Oh, yep. Vice City. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's the same soundtrack. You'd love this game. It was very Scarface. Huh? I played GTA occasionally. Did you? Oh, I've yeah. dabbled oh, wow. in GTA. It's Red Dead by the Sea. Correct. Well, <laughs> it's pre-Red Dead. Yeah. You pull people out of your cars and stomp on them. Yeah, that's, but a car's just like a horse. Touche. No, no, I'm, I'm with you. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Red I feel Dead. like I'm defending it. For you some don't. I'm, I'm, I'm on board. You're on board. All right, it's one sorry. of the greatest of all time. I played GTA yeah. 1 back in the day at high school. When it was the top, it was the, top it was view. It was the top view. Yes. And, oh, my brother that as well. and you just get the cheat going and just get the, <laughs> the flamethrower. <laughs> yeah, the flamethrower flame game basically. And just go and burn the police down. GTA 1. Police burnies. But, yeah, the, I think that this is a massive one for DVD. There, there's a few movies we've done now that were, like, DVD shelf staples for, like, teens and mm. students. Because there's this, Memento we've done, Pulp Fiction we've done, Fight Club we haven't done, but there's another one there. Oh. And I think this one got re-released on its, like, 30th anniversary on DVD and it be- became the highest-selling DVD of all yeah. time at that point. So it's, like, everywhere. I think a lot of listeners probably had a similar experience with this. Oh, they're nodding. They're nodding. I can they're hear nodding. you nodding. <laughs> it's like reverse ASMR. Should I get into the origin story of this movie? I think this is the time yep. you get into the origin story. Origin story. All right. Okay. 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 So there are... <laughs> <laughs> that was well done. There are a few... Uh, uh, okay. 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 Oh, that was good, Greg. See, when I do it, I just sound like Joe Pesci. That's good. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, you can come back for Casino. We've yeah. already done Goodfellas and neither of us can do a And Pesci. Home Alone. And Home Alone. Yeah, we didn't have it. Yeah, a quick okay is Joe Pesci, a slow okay is Scarface. <laughs> okay. 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 Okay, so there's actually some conflicting uh, informations out there about the origins of this film in terms of who initiated this. Now, it's, it's, There is, isn't there? Yes, I read that yeah. too. Actually. Yeah, and, and I watched... Both of them say it in various interviews. I watched a lot of content this week on Scarface and they've both said it. So it's not even like someone misinterpreted. One of them's lying. But basically both Pacino and um, uh, producer man Martin Bregman. Bregman, Bregman. Bregman. So could I just say it's probably because the movie is relatively old. It's, it's Yeah. You know, they probably forget it. towards 40 years old. They're probably, they probably both think that that's what happened. Yeah, 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 yeah. They've just forgotten. They're pretty old they're now. They're so man. old. They're like, yeah. yeah, and I had an onion tied to my belt. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Which was the style at the time. Indeed. Um, yeah, so both Pacino and Bregman believed that they watched it and decided, I should make this. Pacino going, I want to play that guy. And Bregman going, Pacino should play that guy. So when you put it that way, I feel like it's probably skewed slightly more Pacino mm. in terms of it's a, it's a first-person thing of I want to play that guy versus someone else going, Let's get that guy to play that guy. Yeah, there's a few more dots to connect you, there. Yeah, you heard it here first. <laughs> I'm, Pacino's I'm ruining, right. I'm ruining it. Yeah. Um, controversial decision. Judge Judy over here. <laughs> <laughs> so Pacino saw it on like a re-release or whatever. The movie's from 1932, the original Scarface. Have you, have you guys seen the original? No, no. I watched a few clips no. today. And it's, Apparently um, it's epic. It's epic and it's so it's set in Prohibition era Chicago 
I believe it's Italian American, so not Cuban, and it's about it's Al Capone. It's, it's Al Capone, right? Yeah. Well, yeah, I guess it's it's not officially, but it probably I think is. It, yeah, I think it's unofficially, yeah. officially. Yeah, 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 and um, and it's pretty over the top. Like, uh, so it's, not at all like this movie. Well, that's the thing because <laughs> I watched a few clips and he's acting a little crazy, like a, a little bit, almost like. Well, operatic is a word that gets used a lot mm. in a lot of the interviews I see with this one. And that word came up when we did Face Off because that's how Nick Cage was talking about. <laughs> wanted to be slightly operatic with it. <laughs> and so I feel like sometimes that word is a bit of a free pass <laughs> to like, to be oh, no, it's been operatic. You know? <laughs> but I have to admit when I, when I hear that word and then I think of this movie, I'm like. It's so goddamn oh, operatic. That's an operatic movie right there. Yeah. It makes me like it more. Yeah, It is a bit of a free pass in some ways. Yeah. No, you got it all wrong. It's, it's it's operatic. But having now seen some clips from that original one, I've got a clip later I'll play, I can kind of see why Pacino was in there. I was like, oh, mm. uh-huh. I want to do this guy. I want to do this guy. And so, start um, using that word operatic. <laughs> operatic. Sarah, stop being so stop operatic. <laughs> <laughs> no, I want to use it as a defense. Like, why are you so angry? I'm not angry. Oh, yeah, I'm yeah. being operatic. <laughs> why are you being Nick Cage? Because I'm operatic, damn it. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, one way or another, they both wanted to do this movie with each other. So whoever's right or wrong, we've got the same result. Now, originally it was going to be a straight remake. So it was going to be Chicago. It was going to be the 30s, yada, yada, yada. Mm. They bring in initially Brian De Palma. He would, he would go on to direct it, but initially they brought him in and he was like, I don't know what to do with this. It ain't happening. And he mm. left. Uh, and then they bring in um, Sidney Lumet. LeMay. 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 It is LeMay? Yeah. Damn it. Yeah. And he'd just done Dog Day <laughs> Afternoon and Serpico with Pacino and Bergman. Bregman. And, um, <laughs> I got you the Bregman thing, sorry. Yeah. Bergman. You bastard. <laughs> it's Bregman. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, like Greg. Like Gregman. Yeah. But with a, but with a B. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so they brought in Sidney LeMay, um, who worked with both these guys before, and he had the bright idea of like, it's the 80s, cocaine's everywhere, this thing just happened with Cuba. What if we made it, um, brought it into the modern era, set it in the 80s, uh, set it in the coke scene in Florida and make it an immigrant gangster film, linking it to the Mario boat lift. Give us, give us all an excuse to go down to Miami. Have an ambiguous movie budget, production budget. <laughs> and get around the scene. But yeah, and, and so that opening text in the beginning of the film, that mm. was that backstory essentially mm-hmm. of like the, I didn't know a lot about that, the Mario Boatlift. Yeah, neither yeah, did I actually. Yeah, and I, I didn't I remember zero. it either. We'll get into the rewatch in a second, but yeah. I didn't remember that. I basically didn't remember anything that wasn't violence. But um, essentially Castro let a bunch of people go to America. Mm. And it ended up being 125,000 people and a, to, to Florida. Yeah. It's just across the pond there. Yada, yada, yada. Apparently a lot of them are bad hombres, depending who you ask. But he wasn't. He was a political prisoner. <laughs> yeah, he was. Yes, he sure he was. kept reminding everyone. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, and so to be fair, I couldn't find any numbers on this stuff other than what was in the movie where it said 25,000 of them or whatever were criminals or something. Mm. But it seems a little ambiguous. So I don't know if it's loaded with some racism there or what. But mm. um, That's anyway. Good, yes. Or whether it's, it's factual or not, like yeah, you, know, you don't, don't think know. of Scarface as based on a true story. Yet, no. But then it had all these facts at the start. And yeah, I was right. Like, yeah, they frame it. Yeah. Like is this based on a true story or? I, I had that in my notes too. Like I, I, I could have just double-checked that. It's not. That's as far as it goes as in terms of 
it's just linking it to a real life event, which is a cool way to set it up. But I think that's yeah, ultimately like idea. what made this thing suddenly become like, oh, now that's interesting. And that's um, when they brought in Oliver Stone because they all love this idea, but someone needed to write it. <laughs> Bregman's like, huh, who knows cocaine? Uh-huh. I know a guy yeah. who's doing cocaine right now. Oliver Stone. He had a coke problem apparently. Oh, yeah. And right. um, he went quite method with this one too. He had just yeah, – He said he was off it when he wrote it though, didn't he? Well, or? but not in the research phase. So <laughs> he um, – which went for a couple of years it sounds like. <laughs> so You've got to be thorough. <laughs> <laughs> he had written Conan the Barbarian, which I didn't realise he wrote, but he had had a bad time on that movie apparently. Well, apparently the original working title was Coke Man the Barbarian. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> The strength of ten junkies. Oh, and he and he'd made a movie called The Hand, which was a flop, and so he was kind of not doing great. And so he took this. He didn't actually love the original Scarface. He thought it was all a bit meh. But he was like, "This is, sounds like good money. I'm in." But then, as he started getting involved, he was like, "This is great," because he went quite method with it. I've got a little clip of him talking about it, which is it's hilarious, is but also method? a little alarming. Sidney Lumet was very anxious to do the movie. Sidney Lumet wanted to do it. Cuban, Miami, 1980, 81, the Marielle Boatlift. It's a good idea. There were all kinds of factors in the Cuban immigration. I started into the uh, research into Miami, and I went to Miami <laughs> extensively. And then eventually extensively. I wanted more, and I plunged on into the Caribbean. I went down to Bimini. I went to Ecuador and uh, Bolivia, <laughs> and the research the part of it was fascinating. Part of the reason I got as far as I did was because I was doing cocaine. So when I went to Bimini, I could hang out with these guys. They were all over the place. There were a lot of guys with jewelry, playboy types, and they were in the bars. They were everywhere. So naturally, we struck up conversations, and we started talking and uh, went back to their place, drinking, snorting, having a party. And they told me a lot about what was going on, you know, but not too much, no specifics. I wrote Scarface in Paris, actually. So it got me away from uh, that world of cocaine, because France was very clean then, and I needed to be free of cocaine. They say that... Cocaine always kicks your ass, right? And it certainly kicked my ass. I got off cocaine <laughs> in Paris. I reestablished my life. I found my integrity again. So in a sense, uh, I broke the deep. habit by writing the writing about cocaine. That was my farewell to cocaine. Wow. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. It's so pretty. interesting seeing these Hollywood guys. Like Oliver Stone's made some heavy movies and I'm sure he's got plenty of stories like that. But it's so interesting to see a guy, he looks like someone's dad. And he's off in Bolivia. <laughs> wherever the fuck. Researching. Going, researching, doing something. You reckon he just got a little bit addicted to the idea of getting the purest sauce? Like because he's like, I started off in Miami but then, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. then I went down to Ecuador. I heard they got some, heard they got some mad <laughs> shit down went there. To a little place called La Paz. Woke up in Bolivia. Yeah. <laughs> he was pretty candid about it. Like just, yeah, you yeah. Know, just saying how it was. Yeah. I suppose oh, if you've hit that level of success you can – Afford to be. I can't think of many Hollywood guys coming out and talking that candidly about. That's yeah, because even um, um, Downey Jr. doesn't. He doesn't talk about it ever, really. Mm. Yeah, mm. yeah, um, yeah. So he writes the thing. Comes back from Paris with a great script. Pacino loves it. Bregman loves it. Sidney Lumet. 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 You I were stand right. corrected. Sidney Lumet hates it. So this isn't the movie I wanted to make. I wanted to make a. This is too violent. I wanted to make a political, social commentary or something, yada, 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 creative differences. He left the project and Brian De Palma comes back and he's like, oh, this is way better than where it was when I left it. I'm in. Let's do it. Um, he even left Flashdance. He was supposed to direct Flashdance. Oh, yeah. What a feeling. Yeah, there's a bit of overlap in the soundtracks there perhaps. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, we're getting to casting. So obviously Pacino was always there. 
It was his idea apparently. So there's no interesting like little precast he's there. But for Elvira, for Michelle Pfeiffer's role, there were a few names thrown around. There was Gina Davis in the mix. There's Carrie Fisher, oh, yeah. Sigourney Weaver. But of course it ended up with Pfeiffer. But she was a bit of an unknown at the time. Mm. Was she? It was a left field choice. It was, yeah. It was, uh, she'd done Grease 2. Pacino didn't want her. Yeah. A few the of them didn't want, didn't want her. Yeah, the producer Bregman wanted her. And I think was, he backed it and he, I think it was a good decision. She's a babe. Great decision. <laughs> she was awesome. That, yeah, she was good. She 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 looked the part. She that when when I think of Michelle Pfeiffer, I think of her in Scarface. Like really, yeah. I think Dangerous Mind still, but <laughs> I feel ya. <laughs> Yo, teach. Actually, I think of it just through the video clip of Gangsters yeah, Paradise. Yeah, yeah, cool, yeah. When the, she sits on the chair the, backwards. The mm. way he <laughs> the way he feels about her in that movie. Yeah. She had to. She had to be a bombshell. She had to have something about her and I think yeah. Michelle Pfeiffer nailed it. And I think she talks about it like, not to like diminish the role, but she talks about it like um, I had to be almost like just a pretty piece of furniture. Like she had, like less was more almost. She just yeah. had to just be mm. there and um, <laughs> let Pacino do his thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, so Stephen Bauer as Manny. Do you guys know... What character he plays in a more recent TV oh, show? Oh, I only saw this like last minute today. Greg would have no idea about this. He was in Breaking Bad. Oh, oh I didn't even you know gonna... that. Oh, no. no, what were you going to say? No, he's one of the main characters in Ray Donovan. Have you guys ever oh. watched Ray Donovan? I've never watched Ray Donovan. I've, I've been meaning I heard to it's watch entertaining. that for a long time. So I'm I'm Matt, I'm into Ray Donovan. I'm up to date. I've watched all the seasons, and I I'd watched. I think they're up to like season six or something of Ray Donovan. Yeah, right. And I never knew it was him. I never yeah. knew it was Manny until oh, I, really? I came across it maybe a year ago. Right. And I was like, wait a minute. And then you realise it's the same guy. Shit. It's, it's go, yeah, you need to watch Ray, uh, Ray Donovan and then you'll be blown away that like right. that, that's Manny. Well, he's in Breaking Bad when- Because um, he's dead. Is the, he dead now? In Scarface. Oh, no. Okay. <laughs> I was like, Jesus. <laughs> He went real method with that one. <laughs> yeah. uh, did a real Brandon Lee on that. Um, <laughs> no, in in Breaking Bad, when Gus Fring goes down to Mexico, he's like the he's that, the kingpin yeah, in Mexico, yeah, right? Yeah. Yes, yeah. okay. He looks yes. quite different. Yeah, um, he looks so different to to, to he's what he filled out a little bit. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> and, and got forty years older. Thirty five years old. Um, he looks like he didn't leave Miami for a while. Yeah, after yeah, the movie. yeah. He's like, you know what? I'm going to hang back. Yeah. <laughs> me and me and Ollie. <laughs> We're, heading south. We're heading south. Scarface 2 with research. <laughs> uh, he was the only um, cool Cuban out of the main cast. I think maybe there some of the There was plenty around. Cast. Yeah. But he was the only Cuban. Um, Al Pacino, obviously not um, brought a cast. Robert Loja as Frank Lopez. He is Italian. <laughs> is that how you pronounce it? Loja. It is. It is? Yeah, I've heard it said. I've Many been, times I've I'm been confident calling, in that I feel one. like I've caught your disease. I've been calling him Logia. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I've lost the curse. You've passed it on. That's what I do at about 9am every morning, a Logia. <laughs> <laughs> post-coffee Logia? Yes, post-coffee Logia. <laughs> um, we had Mary Elizabeth Mastrantonio. Fuck. Mary right. Elizabeth Mastrantonio. That was right. I, I didn't want to hesitate as Gina. And she's also in a lot of recent things that- I can't tell you what, but then I, I saw a photo of her recently. I'm like, oh yeah, she kept acting, and you she would never- did. It, the hair throws you off. Yes, she had some real soul glow going in. Yeah, yeah, it was. Uh, it's it quite a do. She's in the perfect storm. That's right. She's in the perfect storm. Really? 
Yeah, she's the chick that um, is kind of half dating George Clooney. You know, right. Like, like, so he's one of the other boat captains. The one, the one that blew me away, and I only found this out yesterday when I was looking into the cast, was: Do any of you watch Ozark? Not yet. That's another uh, one on the list. I've seen season one. That's a great show. So the police officer in Scarface, the dodgy police officer, what's his name? Oh, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. He had one Mel, of those faces. Mel Bergman or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He is the crazy old man in Ozma, Ozark. He's ah, epic. Yeah, He has one of those faces that I couldn't place. And even when I looked him up, he was in a bunch of stuff and I'm like, yeah, I guess I just know him from yeah. lots of things. Blown away by that. Completely. Yeah, he's mad. Another little good nugget, Miriam Colin. Colin? Colin, I suppose. Colin? Um, <laughs> who played Tony Montana's mother. Yeah. She was only four years older than him. Really? <laughs> yeah. And, I, and then I looked it up just to verify because that was on IMDb trivia, which sometimes can be like, yeah. <laughs> and I searched it and she passed away a couple of years ago or four years ago or something when she was 80. And I was like, oh, no, she's way older than Pacino. Pacino's 80. Yes. How crazy is that? I know. Did I, you see photos of her when she was younger? Yeah, she was kind of a babe. Kind of a babe. I didn't go that far. Well, I went quite you far. Went, <laughs> you, went to the, you went to the deep web. Always. I live there. <laughs> F. Murray Abraham as Omar. F. Murray Abraham. And the list goes on. I'm not going to list everyone. But they're, they're the main players here. Now, this is usually the part where I go, Pish, Bash, Posh, you got yourself a movie, but not so much for these guys. They had a bit of trouble. Oh, what um, happened? Things got a little sticky. With the sticky. Colombians? They got a little sticky with the Cubans. Oh. <laughs> um, so as word got out about this movie, there were concerns amongst the Cuban-American community. Um, ah, this yes, movie was, you know, not, not necessarily... Pointing yeah. Cuban immigrants with the most positive brush. There were even some conspiracy theorists that thought that Fidel Castro was funding this thing. <laughs> yeah. Maybe he was. That would have caught more fire today, I reckon. Mm, a, oh a, yeah. a conspiracy yeah. theory like that. Totally. Yeah. Um, so they didn't film much of it in Florida at all. They filmed most of it in LA for that reason. Um, and it went way over time and way over budget. So it was meant to have a budget of like 10 mil and then... Oliver Stone got his hands on the budget and, <laughs> and, <laughs> and it shot for eight months. Which How much of months. it was research phase <laughs> rather than shooting? Usually the production budget doesn't get spent on pre-production, Oliver. Mm. <laughs> um, it went three months over time, three months, it was, yeah, it was an eight-month shoot in total um, and then they finally shoot the thing and then the censors wanted to give it an X rating. X rating. Isn't that a sexy rating? That's what I thought. It's not sexy. Oliver Stone made a cut, made some edits, sent it back. Still got an X rating. Made further cuts. Sent back. Still got an X rating. And then they they basically kind of treated it almost like a legal case and got got their got their case together. They got like the the DEA or whatever and and whoever else to kind of vouch for how realistic it is that this isn't just some bullshit they're making up. Like this kind of thing happens. So it's it's important to show this stuff happening. They got psychologists to show that no, this is actually anti drugs, anti cocaine. Mm. And eventually they they got approved. And they used the education card, I believe. Yeah, yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, which education. Is epic. Yeah, how good is this, that? They they managed to sell in that Scarface <laughs> was educational, is one of the best. Mm. Now it's played in primary schools around the country. <laughs> yeah. Don't fuck with cool ones. Man. Added it add it to the syllabus. Yeah, it's like happy, healthy Harold <laughs> and Tony Uncle Tony. <laughs> okay, kids. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I got two things. <laughs> I don't break neither of those things. I think I'm starting to sound like the chick out of uh, Modern Family. <laughs> I, I was trying to find her into my recasties. <laughs> she could be 
I'm Tanya Montana. In, I'm putting her in as... That, um, save it. Okay. Remind me. <laughs> anyway, they finally get approved and instead of... He actually went back to the original version and was like, fuck those guys. If they were all rated X, I might as well use the original version. So mm. we did get the uncut version in the end, which yeah, is good. I was going to say. <laughs> yeah. Was gonna say, was where's the, the uncut? Three revisions. <laughs> <laughs> um, bish bash bosh. You got yourself a movie rap party at, I don't know. What was that club? What was that club? Um, it's called the it's called the the Babylon. The Babylon. Uh, rap party of the Babylon. Okay. So what do you call yourself? Eh? Como se llama? Antonio Montana. And you? What you call yourself? Where'd you learn to speak the English, Tony? Uh, in a school. And my father, he was uh, from the United States. Yeah, just like you, you know. He was a Yankee. Uh, I used to take me a lot to the movies, you know. I learned. I watched the guys like uh, Humphrey Bogart, James Carney. They, they teach me to talk. I like those guys. I always know one day I'm coming here, United States. 1980, Miami. They called it Little Havana, where the American dream had a price tag and only one man in a million was hungry enough to pay this country you gotta make the money first then when you get the money you get the power then when you get the power then you get the woman scarface for one brief moment the world was his. A chick is with. She liked me. He must be kidding. What are you talking about? That's a Cadillac. How do you know? The eyes, Chico. They never lie. Man, that's the boss's lady, okay? I am the boss. That guy's soft. I like you, Tony. There is no lying in you. Here's to the land of opportunity. We've been this together a long time. I know the street, and I'm making all of my connections. Remember I told you when you started, the guys who last in this business, the guys who fly straight. With the right woman, there's no stopping me. I could go right to the top. Okay. The word on the street, Tony, is you're not a small-time punk anymore. Supreme Court says that your privacy can be invaded. You sold the house this month? You're spending a lot of money on this counter surveillance. We're doing 10 million, 15 million a month. Come on. Now that's serious money, you know? Your bank boys gotta come down a bit. Who else can you trust? That's why you pay us what you do. You trust us. You're in good hands with us. Al Pacino is Scarface. He loved the American dream. With a vengeance. Al Pacino, Scarface. Now that's definitely the longest trailer we've ever played on this show. Mm -hmm. If you didn't skip that, I'm impressed. Yeah. Now, something you shouldn't skip because it's really going to make the rest of the show make sense. 
Greg, could you give us a breakdown of exactly what went down in this picture? Yeah, yeah, I will. And look, some of some of this we've covered in uh, in our setup, so you're gonna have to listen to it again. <laughs> Nineteen eighty, Tony Montana and his friends, along with 125,000 other Cubans, arrive as refugees to the shores of Miami, Florida, as part of the Mariel Boatlift. They sought political freedom and economic prosperity. However, they were quickly shuttled into refugee camps. This did not stop Tony, Manny and co. They quickly obtained their green cards by taking out a hit on a former Cuban army general that had fell foul favour with Castro. (laughs) Doesn't quite make sense. It's okay. It's operatic. It's operatic. (laughs) Tony and Manny end up scoring a job washing dishes in a little Cubano food truck. But it's not the type of work Tony had plans for. Now I'm about 15 minutes into a three-hour movie, so I'll try and speed (laughs) things up. Tony quickly moves up the ranks in the world of Miami drugs under boss Frank, but this isn't enough for Tony. He wants full control and he wants Frank's woman, Elvira. But you can't blame him because it's a 28-year-old Michelle Pfeiffer and (laughs) holy shit. She's bad. Bad. As the movie progresses, Tony takes over, but he starts to break the cardinal rule, never get high on your own supply. Yeah. The higher Tony rises, the higher Tony gets and the lower he sinks. As his drug-fueled paranoia and irrational thinking begins to cloud his trigger-happy judgment and his world begins to crumble. Scarface takes us deep to the rotting core of the American dream. Tony will stop at nothing to achieve his ambition, but when he does, he's depressed and dissatisfied. Money, power on women, achieved by many, enjoyed by few. It's also a love story <laughs> between Tony and his sister, and it's pretty creepy. Yeah, that's weird, man. I didn't pick up on that the first time I watched it. Same. It was stark, wasn't it? Well, yeah, when he first sees her after not seeing her for a long time, their their embrace was quite weird for a brother and sister. Mm. It's like, Have you seen that Instagram account, Relationship oh, yeah. or, or Siblings? No. It's amazing. You it's check it every, out. every post is three photos, well, one, two photos, it's a it's a two it's a guy and a girl typically, and you've got a base, you've got a guess based on the pose of them together whether it's a and co- how they look and how they look of course, <laughs> um, whether it's a couple or siblings and then you swipe <laughs> and it tells you what they are. That's awesome. I'm going to check it out. Yeah, we'll we'll put a we'll put a tag on it. It's <laughs> it's a real hoot. It's a, it's good fun. I'm not I'm not bad at it. And so I kind of thought I was looking into that embrace a little bit too much when I watched it again, and then. At the end. At the end it comes back. Yeah. Well, that's, yeah. It's yeah. Like, and then I was like, I don't remember this part at all. Same. Got real weird. Yeah. Well, speaking of, so how, how did you find the rewatch yesterday? Did you like it? Were there any other things like that that stood out to you? Look, I, yeah, um, there was a lot of, th- so I noticed things that I hadn't noticed before yeah. for sure. I still Same. loved watching it. I was mm. into it from the start yeah. to the end. Like, I, you know, it was, it, it's that good of a movie for me. But I I noticed Things that, yeah, I didn't notice the first time. Like, there was red everywhere. Did you notice that? So, like, obviously the Scarface writing's red, but then as I was watching it, the umbrellas were red, his shirts were red. Mm. Um, That room, that whole room. There was, yeah, the room. There was, um, yeah, the elevator at Frank's house was Mm. red. Uh, Obviously, lots of blood. 
And I feel like that was that was done on purpose, which yeah, something I hadn't noticed the first yeah. time. Yeah, that's interesting. That that's like Breaking Bad too. Remember in Breaking Bad how they use color like that all the time? Like bad guys wore red or black all the time. Interesting. Basically. Oh, I didn't notice that. Yeah. Walter always wore green. Or it eventually it evolved over the seasons. Yeah. Maybe they got it from Donna. Yeah, maybe they did. Because they got a few actors from there too. Yeah. Hector Salamanca, the the silent guy that he shoots oh, in the yeah. car. Yeah. He was he, yeah, he played Hector Salamanca in Breaking Bad. Oh, did he? He's been around forever, that guy. He, he looks has. kind of the same. Oh he yeah, does. he was in Breaking Bad. He was yeah. the old guy yeah. ding, in ding, the ding ding ding. Yes. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Before I realized he died in this, I was like, oh, could I argue that there's a connected universe here? Those were the early days of Hector Salamanca. Oh. <laughs> well, they, there's another – well, that's two actors, right, from Scarface yeah. that were in Breaking Bad. So there's yeah. a little bit of a connected universe. Yeah, there could be something there, although both of those characters died in Scarface. but Or did they? Maybe they didn't. I mean, his head does explode on the <laughs> – Tony shoots him at point blank. I mean, but didn't check his pulse. Um, so, back, Manny, to, Manny back to where those characters it? are played that I, I never knew until when I watched it again yesterday was mm. Omar – you know, Omar, oh, yeah. who's from the start, yeah. he's in Homeland. Man, that's, oh, is he? that's yeah. F. Murray Abraham. F. Murray Abraham, he's like. He killed Mozart. <laughs> he killed Mozart. <laughs> we did um, Last Action Hero recently. He's in Last Action Hero. He's in that, right. Yeah. But they reference in that a film called Amadeus, which was, uh, which won Best Picture, I think. Which was right after this. He got cast in that while this was shooting. It's basically apparently. the story of Mozart, and it's the film is in an, uh, an insane asylum narrating. Back the story of Mozart and I think he, why he killed him, I can't quite remember. So he's like, he's epic in that. Like he, right. I don't think he won an Academy for it, but I'm pretty sure he got a nod. Like a and that nom. movie's called. He's won one for something. What was that movie called? Amadeus. Amadeus. Okay, it's worth. It's that. a worthy. It's like an old movie. I put okay. that in my notes. I need to watch Amadeus. Yeah, it's great. It's the. Um, I saw it when I was a kid because my parents were watching it. But Mozart's I don't, I didn't, like none a, of it sunk in. Mozart's like a rock star in it. Yeah, which he was right. Like it's. Yeah. We just don't think that it's way. It's a cool because, movie. Yeah. Because it's classical music. Yeah. It's the way the kids think about Tupac and Biggie now. Whoa. Yeah. Whoa. Classical to them. Wow. What about you, Gregory? How was the rewatch for you? You watched it over several days? Uh, Yeah, it was a a three-part sitting, which is Mm. appropriate because it was arguably three acts. Uh, I I loved it. It was was a cracker. The opening scene got me straight away. I was like, oh, yeah, I'm feeling this. I had one of those too. I'm like, okay, I got to settle in and do this properly. Yeah, I sent you a message. I was like, "This is gonna be good." Was that yeah. was that when he was sitting in the police room? That scene? oh, the very very opening when they're giving the background context, talking about oh, the, right. the boats, the, the boats, right? Okay, and the, the music started. Oh, they got you early, yeah, because I forgot about the music. I forgot how yeah the synthesizer, how, yeah, and I love it. And and Brian De Palma is we'll probably talk more about. Like, I've got this growing love of noir films, and he's all over that shit. So, like, the mood that it set straight away, I was. I was into, but then this one he like subverted the typical yeah mafia noir. He does, and it's neon instead. Yeah, which is that's like something that I wasn't. You know, you're not conscious of, especially when you first watch it as a kid or whatever. Yeah, you're like I guess it was, especially for the time, mm. so different to like you know the Godfather and whatnot. To have something so bright and yeah. it's almost like I don't know Guardians of the Galaxy relative to Nolan's Batman. Kind of, you know what I mean? Hundred <laughs> percent. Like, but he's still like there's still. You know, it's still like a grim yeah, yeah, story, yeah, yeah. and the, so he sort of merges it with, as you say, this atypical neon noir, perhaps. Oh, hey, because like neon noir made a fact. Is, I just made a fact. Neon it sounds noir. very close to neo noir, though, which is already a thing. Yeah, neon. It works noir. in writing better. The synth, 
Yeah, was music, another man. thing that surprised me. I was like, I don't remember it being so like synthy yeah. and always there. Yeah, yeah. And then the when synth. Push It to the Limit comes on, I'm yeah, like, yeah. Push It to the Limits in this movie? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, that yeah, was yeah. such a big part She's of it. On when fire. That, that song too, that was away. massive. I was trying to play the, the synth on the piano earlier. Two mixed results. Yeah, I, was, I would say they were positive. Then I just realised I should make notes. <laughs> I think generally though I, I was surprised how over the top it was. I think when I watched this movie a lot, like, like we talked about, I was at an age where <laughs> this kind same. of level of intensity and gore and just all yeah, things over the top me. just mm. seemed like pretty normal. That's yep. so funny. Whereas I, I was like, far I out, had the exact same. That's the overall theme for my rewatch because I was like, I watched it at the same time as you guys, uni days, whatever. I remember hearing about the chainsaw scene and then when I saw it, I was like, oh, you didn't even see anything. Yeah, that mm. wasn't bad. But now when I see it, when I saw it as an adult with a fully developed brain, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, that's oh. fucked up, man. <laughs> like I, I, you know, I had some, my, my, the empathy area of my brain was yeah. firing a little I, stronger. I found yeah. that you kind of, <laughs> you, you know how old the movie is by what someone looks like when they're getting shot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was yeah, like yeah, I started yeah. watching it and like the, there was these over dramatic like chest moving shots. And oh, it's yeah, like, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. We're in the eighties. The Godfather machine yeah. gun. You gotta have a butt wiggle. <laughs> the Godfather one at the toll booth or whatever it is. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it's amazing. That's still going. That's <laughs> somewhere. <laughs> the director's cut. Still being shot. <laughs> yeah, touche. Oh uh, uh, no, wait. Not too shy. It's a pun. <laughs> so I get my words confused um, sometimes. But yeah, I, I had a lot of those things where when I was young, uh, things A, didn't disturb me or also just things I didn't get. Like I definitely watched this as glamorizing the life when I was young. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? This was aspirational. Like a bit like when Fight Club came out and people started fight clubs and it's yeah. like, I think you missed the point of Fight Club. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's kind of the same thing. It's like, Wait, yeah. What? what? Okay. Okay. <laughs> And you forget about like, you know, two thirds of the movie, he's fucked up big time. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I wrote a business plan on how to be a drug dealer. There you go. There, I'm pretty sure everyone has fantasized about walking out of a restaurant like the the way he walks out of that restaurant. When you, yeah, that that part. Like we've we've all been at a fancy restaurant and we're like, why are we here? We're not that fancy. Yeah. And you yeah. feel like you're an imposter. Yeah. And you and there's all these people around you, you want to get up and just and just exit that way. Oh, you need people like me. That's yeah, a hell of a scene. Apparently Michelle Pfeiffer cut him when she threw plates and shit. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. got the scar. A little behind-the-scenes info. Um, I have one other thing. I think Tony, speaking of the over-the-topness, and I do love I do love Pacino in this movie mm. through and through, I did find it – I did find his performance a little bit more hit and miss this time than I did. Yeah, so I found it – I, I thought about this a lot. Overall, I love it. Let me just clarify. No, I'm just yes. saying. Because it's this is where it he's going all in and I'm into it. It's quite operatic, wouldn't you say? It's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's most definitely operatic. Well, I, the way I equated it a bit to Forrest Gump, where now looking at that, that accent is ridiculous. No one talks <laughs> like that. But it's still a good performance. So like it's still, you still feel the things and he still is hitting all the things he needs to hit. It's just a ridiculous accent. So I, at first I found it a little bit jarring. And then I was like, have an open mind. Maybe that's accurate. I've looked it up since it's definitely, it is not. definitely not accurate. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wrote a note when I was watching it saying, acting now, watching this as an adult, acting is questionable. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's well, very, he's it's gone all in. He's free range. I've got a scene from the original, which I think, so basically when you see Pacino talk about this, is like was basically like I loved what he was doing on the screen. I wanted to act like that. 
and it's pretty over the top. So here's, here's like a scene of the original guy being over the top in the original Scarface. Somewhat operatic, perhaps. Um. <laughs> See if we can say operatic as many times as he says okay or fuck. Okay, okay. Yeah, it's 226 for the F-bomb. Is it? Oh, man. But, yeah, so I guess he's tried, he's, he's yes-ending that shit, I suppose. Uh-huh. But I told you, Greg, I, uh, I was watching this and I messaged you during about two hours in. I was like, oh, yeah, Sean Penn's in this movie, isn't he? Waiting. And it was like 10 minutes left and I'm like, I don't think Sean Penn's coming. He's not then coming. I, then I realised that's Carlito's way. <laughs> <laughs> Which, you know, some people say is linked to Scarface. And someone, did you say that? Someone someone said that today. Yeah, it was one of the friends of the show yeah, on, yeah. on the gram. Yeah. That it's a, a sequel. Yeah, 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 yeah. If he hadn't died. Because that's Brian De Palma as well, I think. The same director. So, yes. yeah. So maybe it's like the alternate universe of if he survived and he would have mellowed out a bit. See, interesting you said you're a Tupac guy because I think about that about Tupac all the time. If he was alive today, he would have mellowed out because he was going through some shit. Yeah, he was. Yeah. Steve yeah. Chusak. Oh, uh, yeah, big friend of the show. Big friend of the show. One of the, one of the things, I don't know if you guys noticed this, was the, every time he saw his sister with another man, the, uh, yeah. the close zoom in and the crazy music. Uh, that, I didn't notice that the first time around. I was watching that and it was just... It was crazy eyes, yeah, and it was so good. And then I started to think about that would be such a cool thing to remake. But you're looking at the toilet roll when it's got no toilet paper, <laughs> just things in life. Yeah, yeah, just like See, dun, 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 dun. <laughs> it like it gets real crazy for a second. It's this weird synth music and yeah. like crazy eye Pacino, and you're like, things are gonna go down now. Yeah, yeah. I've always thought it would be cool to rig up the house so I can kind of score it, as well as have like um, like a sitcom. Reactions mm. to things. Mm. So like I, you know, I Front unleash, door. unleash a zinger on Aro and the crowd goes, ah. <laughs> <laughs> then, then Greg shows up and it's like, yeah. That's a great I'll idea. I'll be up down for that bit. Then I get in trouble for Mara and it's like, ooh. ooh. <laughs> that would be cool. And then, yeah, missing and toilet paper. And then you say sorry and Sim. give her flowers. Yeah. Aww. It's so over the top every time he sees his sister, which which is another yeah. real Scarface thing. And I found it pretty hard to. I think I was, you know, probably in a in an age when I first watched it, where I'm probably more susceptible to sort of toxic masculinity and whatnot. Where I probably didn't react as much to that. I was, I didn't think that was a good thing necessarily. But he I was, was like, looking, you know, it's his sister. You know, yeah. he was to protect his sister. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But now, in I'm a way, like, he was kind of looking out for her. Like she did go to the kind of, and then he killed him. his best mate. So this is this is my other thing in the rewatch that really stood out to me. And I don't mm, think it makes the movie worse. The I think it actually makes the movie better. Is that he's a dickhead. He's not a. He's a shit. He's a shitbag. Mm. He is. He is, especially towards the end. Maybe he starts out okay. Again, a bit like Breaking Bad. Although I don't think he starts that good. Like he's never done anything all that great for anyone. He didn't kill some kids, but it takes more than not killing kids to not be a shitbag. It was. <laughs> it, 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 he was unpredictable. And, yeah, and he played that very well. I, I think you know. Yeah. In Scarface, you actually, and I think it's it's any person that's played Al Capone. Yeah. There's this unpredictability that he's mm. going to flip it at any time, and yeah. you felt like 
you felt like that you were going to get that with Pacino. One minute you're going to get the nicest guy in the world, next minute you're going to, he's yeah, going to be well, killing his best yeah. mate. And it was good that he threw in the little jokes here and there, which I yeah. think some of them were ad which did give you a little bit of go, okay, this guy's a balance, human. Yeah. Balanced character. Yeah, yeah. It, it, but it didn't make The comedy me, was important. Yeah. But he was, he did have that energy, you're right. Like there was, he was bursting at the seams with energy. Like yeah. He, that anything could happen in the next moment. Yeah, he was a frightening character yeah. when he when he was angry and he was calm. You're like, he's going to shoot this guy. Yeah. Which you kind of left you. The good thing on that is that I think in terms of you know I, I. So what I mean is I was watching it and I didn't like him as much as a as yeah. a person. Like, yeah. I don't like this guy, but then I'm like, that's a good thing because by the end of the movie, he's sort of become the villain, which yeah. is kind of cool. But like what you were just saying, I kind of do feel like though, why would you? Bring this guy into your group. He's a fucking loose cannon. <laughs> he is. That's right. <laughs> Why would you trust him with anything? He's like the, he's, he's the guy that everyone everywhere. has has to be friends with because everyone's scared of him. Yeah, 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 <laughs> he's yeah. That guy. But I, I felt like he didn't really have much of a code because you know, we're like with Sopranos, Goodfellas, and The Wire. Like, there's there's all like on paper bad people, but then you start to sympathize and empathize because you get you start to see their code. I'm like, oh, mm. they, well, they would never do this or. I don't necessarily have the same code, but they've got a code. They yeah. have some sort of values. Whereas he didn't really, other than he didn't do nothing to no one that didn't have a coming to them. Yeah, he, yeah. He, he lost his reality. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And towards the end, you, you you start to see it. Well, that and yeah, exactly. So I think it's um, it's actually quite cool because he's obviously come from communism. So in theory, he's ready to embrace capitalism. But then I read something quite nice that was basically saying it, it's showing the flaws of capitalism and, and materialism and yeah. uh, like what do you do when you get yeah, there? Yeah, getting to the top at all costs, what does it actually cost actually cost you kind of shit. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Which is quite cool. Which is the kind of shit I wasn't watching it as as an eighteen year old. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I was like, wow, look at all that money. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah. but the whole the world is mine and the character he portrayed, I think, influenced a lot of people and a lot oh, of people's hugely. way of thinking over oh, the big years. Time. Especially hip-hop. in hip hop. Hip hop oh. specifically. So I watched a documentary today, Def Jam Doco, about the influence of Scarface on hip hop. And it's huge. It's huge. And I've got a few There's clips. There's a rapper called Scarface. There's a rapper called Scarface. It's sampled in, I couldn't even count the number of songs, but Jay Z, ASAP Rocky, Nicki Minaj, Fabulous, Young Thug, G Unit, Scarface, obviously. Public Enemy, Cypress Hill have all sampled Scarface. There's like five pages of There's, songs. I remember a G Unit song. It's called My Buddy. Oh, have you yeah. heard that? And the, the, in the chorus it is, um, uh, say hello to my little friend uh, and it's all about guns. Yeah. And then yeah. there's a fabulous song called Say Hello to the Bad Guy or something, yeah. which is they use an excerpt mm. from the, the actual movie at the start of the yeah. song. So there's, there's Nas has got the song. Yeah, Nas, yours, Nas was big in this doco as well, Snoop, Public oh, – Basically, everyone was in. There. So there's a whole doco about how Scarface has influenced hip hop. Yeah. So really. Ba- so basically, I think especially when you think about when it came out, it came out in '83. It might seem a bit random that they associated so strongly with this random Cuban guy, but if you think about it, there wasn't much non-white cinema at all. Mm, and mm. I think a lot of the struggles that he had, yeah, as being minorities in America, they had the same struggles. Where it's like, and he was just okay, taking you, it. You want it? You want to? Well, they called it the, the come up. It's all about the come up. It sounds weird when I say that. <laughs> but, it's just getting um, ahead. Yeah, but it's it's all about like getting financially successful, basically, mm. and however you need to do that. Looking for the come up, 
And um, Diddy talked about it here. I got a nice little clip of him talking about it. Tony, he was like, like a lot of us was backed up against the wall. He had to fight to try to, to make it in this world. That's one of the reasons why minorities relate to it so much, especially like black inner city minorities. Drug dealing and, and drug selling was like, was like one of the only ways we saw an out. I didn't realize it was that consciously a thing. Yeah. That it's everyone's favorite movie. And then they were showing clips from like Cribs and stuff and everyone had like a Scarface poster in there. They've all got yeah. Even now I think um, I've seen Drake's new house and he's, he's black marbled his whole bathroom oh, at his house. Yeah. <laughs> and I think the, that place is ridiculous. Oh, no, it's crazy. The influence, the music influences on hip hop and beyond extend beyond the character of Tony Montana and Scarface as well, going directly into the, the composer of, this, of the score of this film, this Italian guy. Giorgio Moroda, or Moroda. Do you know anything about this guy? How do you no. say his name? Giorgio. <laughs> <laughs> so Giorgio <laughs> is known as the um, kind of like the godfather of disco apparently. All so right. he has done a heap of work with, you know, commercial artists. So he, from a, from a film score perspective. Oh, I know Giorgio Moroda, yes. He did um, Flashdance, What a Feeling. So you were oh, so you talked at the top that there was – so he did that. He did take maybe my, he came with the Palmer. Maybe, maybe. Yeah. take my breath away on on um, Top Gun. Heaps of others did a lot of work with um, Blondie and Deborah Harry because Deborah Harry does She's in this. Rush Rush to the Yayo. Yeah, Rush I, Rush to the. That's Yayo. why I've heard that name. Daft Punk have a song called Giorgio by Moroder. He, he did. Ah. He did um, their whole last album. He yes, produced with he them. Produced. And he's like okay. he's like really? eighty five now or something. And so he has done a heap of tracks that have been sampled by hip-hop artists and like a, a deep list. So from guys like Lil Wayne and, and Rick Ross but then even the likes of Jay Dilla, DJ Shadow, Doom, Mob Deep. Oh, wow. So Old like, school hip-hop yeah, too. Yeah, so a really nice blend. They've, they've sampled his tracks. So this guy, he's a, he's a baller. He's a baller. Did you say he's 80 now? I think yeah, yeah. He's been around for a long time. So, so yeah, it's interesting. The influences, like the character and the themes of the film, but also the actual composer. Yeah, and the guy that just wrote the music. And so all the crazy synths and stuff was was Giorgio. Yeah, so he's the man. That's he's wow. the synth man. That's king mad. of the synth. It's that is it's good. And we we did um, Halloween and Escape from New York recently. John Carpenter and he does the he directs and does the score. And they both have these long opening credits, which this did too. Yes, it did I'm, have the longest opening credits. I was like, no wonder yeah. this movie is so long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I've, I've, I realised how much I missed that kind of thing because it allows you to get in the zone. Mm. Sets you up. And you just kind of sink into the chair, let the music make you feel the right things to feel. I have to disagree. <laughs> really? You don't like it? Because I went and made myself some dinner. Oh. And you know when you want to eat dinner and watch a movie? Yeah. I'd eaten dinner and the credits were still going. <laughs> I shit you That's not. That's so true. <laughs> I, mean, a, I do that with everything. So you I'm need like, a bigger dinner. <laughs> yeah, well, no, this is what happened. I'm trying to eat healthy at the moment. So then dinner was gone. The movie yeah. hadn't started. And you're like, so then I was like, okay, Snack well, time. exactly right. Went and put myself some vanilla ice cream and berries, snack number one. That's not that, a snack time to fill. Yeah, and then yeah. went and got some corn chips after that and Ooh. punished the whole packet of corn chips. Yeah. And then I hated myself after. And it's the nighttime eating is brutal, hey. So you're telling me I have to blame Giorgio for this? Yeah, I, I reckon we, we could. He's probably on LinkedIn or something. <laughs> By the end of it, you were just snorting sugar off the table. It's more snacks straight into my veins. With a little fork-like, <laughs> fork-like method. 
Okay. Okay. Do you want to go to war? Okay. 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 Um, oh, and speaking of the score and the hip hop thing, when they, it got re-released in cinema, and someone pitched the idea of um, re-scoring it with all the songs that have been influenced by it. Mm, okay. And De Palma said no, but I think that's a maybe not for the re-release, but some version of that I would love to see it's, that. Yeah, that's quite cool. Someone I'd, on the internet must have done it. I'd hopefully. love someone to use Al Pacino's accent and turn it into a hip hop song with a hip hop. Okay. Beat. Okay. <laughs> oh, just 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 sampling. Okay. okay. <laughs> Okay. 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 I think it goes. It, it kind of works. Have, have you guys ever watched this on television in America? Because in Australia we still get the swear words. But um, oh, is this, this what you? Yeah. So this yeah. movie, what? How many? How many fucks did it have in it? Uh, I think it was two hundred and twenty-six. One point two one fucks per minute. Wow, that's a yeah. lot of fucks. A lot of fucks Isn't per it? minute. And for whatever reason, they're like, yeah, we can still make a TV version. And the dubbing is hilarious. So in, in America, it's just another movie. <laughs> in, in Australia, they'll show it. In America, they'll be like, you can't have swear words. You, we can show the violence, but you can't have the swear words. And it is amazing. Where'd you get the beauty scar, tough guy? Eating pussy? Where'd you get that beauty scar, tough guy? Eating pineapple? Makes a lot more sense. A little mishap. <laughs> this sound like a great big pussy. Yes. Waiting to get fucked. This sound like a great big chicken just waiting to be plucked. <laughs> That's awesome. I want to be the guy that has to rewrite it. You got a look in your eye like you haven't been fucked in a year. Hey, Jose. Who, why, when, and how I fuck is none of your business, okay? Now you're talking to me, baby. That I like. You got a look in your eye like you haven't been touched in a year. Hey, Jose. Or whatever your name is. Who, when, why, and how I make it is none of your business. <laughs> Haven't been what? Fudged. <laughs> exactly. It's like, yeah, does it really make a difference at that point? That's arguably worse. Yeah, <laughs> does, exactly. that, does that mean anal? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you've been Googling. I've never heard of it. Fudged. I've never heard of it. Fudge. Oh, fudge. <laughs> okay. Imagine if that's how you saw Scarface. <laughs> I know. He's got these weird zingers he does. <laughs> <laughs> but the pineapple thing checks out because there's a you're gonna there's a higher probability that if you're he's using cut an apple your knife. face using eating a pineapple than I ate an apple with a knife. In Felicia. You got me an apple knife for it. I, was, yeah. I ate apple with a knife. So maybe people eat pineapple. There's an apple with a knife? knife? Wait. Well, I, I just call pairing, it that. a pairing knife. A pairing oh. knife. Is that a little knife? It's a little knife. Okay. Didn't pairing know that knife. was a thing. Yeah. Pairing knife. I had my grandfather used to eat apple with a knife and I always thought it was so cool. Yeah, so, so I did like, mine actually. Yeah, it's like an old man thing. And you know, they just go like this. It was like an orange plastic handle and it was quite a small little knife. Yeah, I got a fancy one from Greg for Christmas. Oh, Greg. For I'm stabbing. expecting a paring knife from you this Christmas. <laughs> yeah, thing. Yeah, part of the show. Yeah. Yeah. Chef Tony over here. <laughs> um, yeah, so that happened on television, which is fascinating. Yeah. That is a weird thing. You you would hope the people who watched it like that knew that they were watching a dubbed version. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Otherwise, they're going to be like, well, "What's everyone talking about with this movie?" <laughs> Look, he makes a good point with the whole chicken plucking. <laughs> yeah, quite a, a smart man. It's Tony. an evocative metaphor that one. It's like a chicken just waiting. As a vegetarian, <laughs> that really resonates with me. <laughs> I got a few little bits of uh, some odds and ends here that I think are quite interesting. So Oliver Stone, writer of this movie, also wrote Wall Street, which some have argued is almost 
the, the same next movie. One. Yeah, the next one. Because that's what I was kind of wondering. Where do you go after? Because cocaine is still kind of prevalent. Yeah. You know, they obviously had Prohibition version. Yeah. There was, well, was there another? Well, I thought it was interesting that, well, I got something on that too. But I thought it was interesting on that specifically where people are calling that out as like, is Wall Street the kind of unofficial sequel to, to Scarface? Because the same thing happened with Scorsese where they say Wolf of Wall Street is the unofficial sequel to Goodfellas. Right. So like the, the, the criminals now are on Wall Street kind of thing. Right. That's the organised crime these days. So it's interesting that that's come up on a couple of these auteurs. I haven't seen Wall Street. Me neither. Oh, really? I'm keen. Yeah, who's, who's in that? Uh, Charlie Sheen. Yeah, um, Michael Douglas. Michael Douglas. Greed okay. is good. Gordon Gecko. It's like one of right. No, oh I man, I've seen it. That's like good I, movie. Oh, watch it tonight. Okay, I'm gonna write that down. It's mm. all time. Mm. Yeah, because it's that story arc, is or that character arc, I should say. You know, like the even Boogie Nights is a similar thing. You know, it's a, going too far into the thing. Yeah, yeah. Like you, you're starting at nothing. You want everything. You go too far. Yeah, yeah. There will be blood, blow, Wolf of Wall Street, Goodfellas, obviously. Breaking Bad. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen Breaking Bad. Don't spoil it. You haven't seen Breaking <laughs> He's the Bad. only person. Greg. I'm the one. Well, I thought he should start by watching Better Call Saul and watch it chronologically because that's the prequel. You're, you're part of a movie podcast and you haven't <laughs> watched Breaking Bad? Well, now he's just exactly. digging his heels in and he's like, no. <laughs> no, I, like, I, would, I love the idea of watching it, but. <sighs> it came. It became too mainstream for you, did it? It's just time. It's time. Yeah. It's hard to catch up. It's a big time investment, and it's quite slow. Well, it's quite just we depressing watched, at first. I said to Carol, "We've got to watch it," and we watched the first episode, and then I don't think Carol was massively into it. It takes a while, though. Ara was the She's same. She's not into the slow burn. I I love the slow burn. It gets. I have to agree. I didn't. I I went into it after hearing all this hype. And I was like, what is this show? And I, I didn't really feel like watching episode two, three, four. And then it slowly got a lot better. Yeah. I think Ozark's the same, right? I haven't mm. watched Ozark yet. We, we tried to plug back into Ozark recently. We, we were watching it and then I think we moved house and didn't watch TV for a couple. Uh, and then we try, I tried to plug back in recently when season three came <laughs> Who's out. Who's that guy? And we were just like. <laughs> Why is the guy from Teen Wolf 2 in this? I think like, yeah. <laughs> what has happened? Here? I'm going to start again. So, uh, Greg, you mentioned the. What did you say? I can't remember what you said, but it reminded me of something because they've they've. I think they've said that's going to. There's a remake coming of this. Yes, there I've is. heard rumors about a Scarface we, remake. Yeah, too. and like Coen Brothers, I've heard, which I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing to be honest. If the Coen Brothers are writing this script, then, then it's I'm a good paying thing. Attention. But, and at first, the natural reaction to that is, oh, we remake everything. But the fact that this was a remake in the first well, place. Well, that's the thing. It's and, just, exactly. And that they translated the premise yeah. into the era in which it was made. I would love if the next version isn't just Miami 80s, but it's some, mm. what what would be the version of that story now? Yeah, that would be Influences. Cool. So where would you transfer it to? Well, I was thinking like <laughs> celebrities with too much influence, yeah. They're influences. <laughs> I was going down like, are they like, or are they... Or are they like Zuckerberg, but I'm like, that movie's already been made. Yeah. It was a just biopic. Or, or also I was thinking there was 50 years between the first two, so we should wait till 2032 or what, 2033 oh, be before they make the new one. So, yeah, it could be robots. It could be you know, flying cars that, that fold robots. into briefcases, that kind of shit, hoverboards. And they will still use that song. <laughs> yeah, it's timeless. I think that was in the 30s original too. The Do you push know it what to the limit song. Push it to the yeah. limit. Can we just talk about that for a little bit? <laughs> So halfway through this film or, or at least a couple hours in or something, it drops into a montage 
which I forgot about and I definitely wasn't <laughs> expecting a montage. With you. And not only was it a montage, they used and they were the first to use because mm. the guy, our mate Giorgio, wrote it for this movie, Scarface brackets, push it to the limit. They used was it the, for this movie? Yeah. Oh. And then do you know who else used it? Sly was like, that's the best montage song that's ever been written. I'm putting that in Rocky Three. I'm going right. to run down a beach with Apollo yes. listening to Push It to the Limit. I thought Whoa. it was so out of place but really it was in its place and someone else had copied it. Correct. Someone ruined it. I felt like I was watching when that montage hit, I'm like, I don't remember this. Yeah. I, th- I felt like I was watching an insurance ad. Someone should, know, what was someone should cut in them running on the beach as just a part of the montage. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's Miami. Yeah. Add that to the, the new cut with the new score. Well, it makes yeah. sense because at least they got their legs out. I don't think Tony's in shorts in this whole movie. No. He's in Miami. It's very warm. Yeah, that's and he's, true. You know what? That's a good point. They say he got into knife fighting shape. He trained with a knife fighter to get in the right <laughs> shape for the movie. Take it easy. Hey, what? He, he, had- <laughs> <laughs> he trained with a knife because he's like, like I, I assume I got these scars because I'm a knife fighter. So I trained with a knife fighter and I got in this shape. And what, he's got what the shape is this? Where he's slouching all the time. He's like, exactly. Like, he's, it's, he, he's got horrible body language. He was um, he's he was very getting, disinterested. He was getting yeah. good ventilation through the suit because his yeah. buttons are all the way down to his yeah. stomach. It's a very aggressive. Yeah. That's true. And maybe it lets his arms be nimble for knifing. Mm. Must be. <laughs> he didn't use a knife in any of it, though. Not even for eating apples and such. Did, 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 I think there was a knife. Didn't he stab someone? Oh, he stabbed um, oh, yeah, in, the, in the camp. Yeah. Ravenga! Yeah, Ravenga. <laughs> Liberté, liberté. <laughs> Is that what they were saying? Yeah. I thought I was they were saying Ravenga, Ravenga. I, I watched, sorry, this, I'm surprised you, don't, you haven't caught oh, on to this. Subtitles. I watched, this is a good question for another dad. I watch every movie with subtitles now. Oh, yeah, that's, yes. So I, wow. I've realised that I'm now going to watch everything with subtitles after watching Money Heist because Money Heist is in Spanish. Oh. And I realised how great it was because I could just you get understand. through it because all the noise around me <laughs> and my kid had bumped. Why would – did it matter? I could just keep powering through. Well, so mine's, now the, mine's a, a volume on. thing like when because I think it was, it was born from when we lived in our apartment because the kids the, – uh, Bruce's room was like right next to the TV room and you're so paranoid about waking him up uh, that right. we watch it Yours, on really okay. low volume okay. but with subtitles so we could follow okay. rather than the opposite. Yeah, okay. right. Ah. Welcome to the limit. I've got limit. it. I've had it stuck in my head since I watched it. It's on my it's on my workout playlist. <laughs> it's good, man. It's good. For your it's workout also, montage. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it's also been in various TV shows. So it's in South Park. Ah. Um it's in American Dad, I believe, and I I think um, our friends uh, Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Right. Oh, okay. of course. Yeah, they would do it. They've done it as well. So it's basically the man, the montage anthem. It's the it's the it's the soundtrack to being successful. Yeah, the road to it is the fast track. It That's is. why I'm not successful. Damn it! I, need, <laughs> I think I'm just going to play it each morning now. It might be my morning song. Yeah, you've got to push it to the limit. It's like when you you go buy a new car and you're feeling pretty good about yourself. You you play that in the car as soon as you hop in. Yeah, yeah. And windows down. Windows down. You're like I've moved forward. Yeah. Welcome to the limit. Push it to the limit. Hey, we've got it. We've got it. I don't know if you're going to go there, but Mm. we've got to talk about how many amazing one-liners are in this movie. Okay, Leah, let's do it. Because I watched the essay and I was like, oh, my God, that's a Scarface one-liner. Oh, my God, that's a Scarface one-liner. There was so many of them. And it's fascinating because 
you look at Oliver Stone, he wrote it. And, and again, not making fun of the guy, but it's all these things came out of his brain because a lot of them I thought might be ad-libbed, but in looking it up, most of them weren't. There were a couple. That's but, all scripted, is it? But it's mostly scripted. So he's come up with all these things. I just couldn't believe it. Like, like I've got maybe in his research, he met these people. So there was, um, it was the Ice Chico. They never lie. Yeah, didn't realize. I totally forgot that was Scarface. Yeah, there was the once you have the money, then you get the power. Yeah. Once you have the power, you get the girls. You get the sugar. You get the sugar. <laughs> then you had all I have in this world is my balls and my word, and I mm. don't break either of them for nobody. I'm not going to even try to do his accent because that's going <laughs> to come on. Do you know this show where all we do is try the accent? <gasps> okay. That's okay. good. You got the tone. Okay. You need people like me. Yeah. So you can't point your fucking fingers and say that's the bad guy. Yeah. Um, what else? Say hello to my little friend. Oh, no. yeah. That was that's a massive line. one. That was probably the line, wasn't that it? That was yeah, the yeah, line. Yeah. And I, I, for some reason I'd forgotten about it. Because oh, there's right. so many lines. There's so yeah. many lines. Well, I was thinking even just in, in just talking with mates at, that age especially, would say Maine all the time. Yeah. And I, and Come on, Maine. I forgot yeah. his name was Manny because I thought he was saying Maine. Maine, yeah. The oh. whole time. Come on, Maine. There's multiple times when he says Manny. And I th- oh, maybe he was. Does well, he say acor- Maine as well? Quarter, well, according to my subtitles, Maine. I don't, well. There was he at says least, to other people. He probably says man as well. Yeah. Maine. Skinny Maine. Yeah, Maine. Why'd you throw my tape away, Maine? <laughs> he started getting the gump there. Yeah, that was, um, what's that movie where he, Wants to be the rapper, Terrence Howard. Oh, yeah. He says Maine too. Yeah. Um, skinny man. <laughs> you threw away my tape when the rapper throws away his demo. Like no, no? Skinny man. What's it no, called? No. Uh, Hustle and Flow. Hustle and Flow. Oh, yeah. Okay, well, yeah. That's true. That was a great movie. I love yeah. that movie. Skinny man. <laughs> even, um, I don't know if you guys remember this part. I, f- I found it so. There's two parts that he's not trying to be funny in that movie that I found really funny where he's in the bathtub. Oh, yeah. And he's, comp- he's, he's at the. <laughs> fly, pelican, fly, pelican, fly. So was, I think that one was ad libbed. Oh, yeah. So apparently that was one of the phrases he learned from his dialect coach. Okay. Because there's flamingos on the screen, by the yeah. way. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't pelicans. Pelicans don't fly. State <laughs> yeah. of Attenborough would have been pelicans speaking fly. in his TV. Pelicans? Yeah. Yeah, they do. And, <laughs> and like what am you, I thinking I of? I like how you checked. <laughs> you looked somewhere. Uh, what am I thinking of? Penguins. I'm thinking of penguins. Why well, the flamingos don't? Penguins. Penguins. Do they? Penguins don't fly. Have you heard, have you heard, have you heard Benedict Cumberbatch? Um, talk about yeah, penguins. He can't say penguins. He can't no, say no. penguin. He says penguin. 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 <laughs> and he narrated a documentary on penguins. Oh, wow. <laughs> Why'd they get him to do it? I don't know. That's, that's like me fuck, doing a documentary a on names. On <laughs> Thanks for giving Welcome me. Welcome to the name documentary. <laughs> where we mispronounce names for 25 minutes. <laughs> the the other funny say, which was I don't think meant to be funny, was him fumbling the phone for a really long time, <laughs> angry with Sosa, and it's like, and, yeah, he, yeah, yeah, and he's yeah. he's fumbling it everywhere, and it just goes Joanna for got probably about ten <laughs> seconds longer than yeah. it should have. Yeah, and also that's like the coked up bit too. So yes, I wonder yeah. if he was, and he's a pretty hardcore actor, and it was the eighties. I wouldn't be. I'm going to go on the record and say definitely. Yeah, I reckon. Was he? Has no one ever asked him? They asked, and he says, "I never." I'll never tell because it takes away the the feeling. Because you'll watch it and you'll think it, that it's powdered milk or whatever the fuck it was. 
And then other places say it is powdered milk. But, yeah, he doesn't say. The only problem is um, my understanding of drugs are that, he, I mean, if he stuck his face into a big bag of drugs, it might potentially, Kill depending him. on him, <laughs> him as a human, might be hard for him to complete the scene or survive. I also get that it was the 80s, but, you know, I'm surely back then you couldn't bring a kilo of cocaine to the workplace with with. You know, how many people on set? Yeah. It's Miami, Um, baby. But, yeah, I don't know, man. What I'm trying to think of other stories I've heard, like Hollywood. Hollywood. Maybe he had a delicate amount and that was the props were. Yeah, maybe maybe not the mound. Yeah, that Mm. famous mound scene, that that was powdered milk for sure. Yeah, yeah. But even snorting powdered milk, what happens then? Well, that's what I heard too. It's like his nose has never been the same. Still finds little... No. <laughs> really? He said it was fucked, basically. From all the powdered milk snorting? Yeah. Wow. You know, medically you're better off snorting cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> Especially what Oliver brought back from Bolivia. Yeah, you'll have no nose at all. <laughs> Nothing at all. Um, oh, you've got the one-minute version, which is handy because I think this movie's quite long and a lot of people don't have the time to invest yeah. into watching a three-hour movie these days. You've heard Greg's plot synopsis, which is helpful. In terms of the movie itself, should I play the one-minute cut-down version yeah, you found? A, yeah, it's a one-minute cut-down of the film. It synthesizes much of it. It's main plot points. Okay. 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 Mama says you're okay. 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 Mama's okay. 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 Okay, Mama. Okay. 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 Sorry for Gina. Yeah. I oh, know. So Actually, it's hotter oh, no. than I remember too. Yeah, she was. She was very good looking. Yeah. Mm. But on that point, I Me thought it then. might be quite cool if she did kill him in terms of mm. kind of getting his comeuppance a little bit of just being mm. a dick to. Rather than some. I still like that. But can I just have a couple of questions on that hitman? Yeah. He's wearing sunglasses at night. He's cool. Now, he might be cool, but it isn't good for vision. And I assume Not at all. As a hitman, you probably want to focus on being able to see. Maybe he's blind and his other senses are heightened. Like that. Daredevil. Daredevil, yeah. Yeah, I wasn't going to use that example, but sure. <laughs> um, so you know some guy. <laughs> now there's another movie. It's uh, a bit more samurai. Uh, um, and then he also walks behind the guy cool. whilst all the rest of the guys are shooting at him from the other side. Mm. So he's basically walking into bullets, gunfire. Exactly, that was really strange. Yeah, he? he didn't. He didn't really care either. He was just like, whatever. Yeah, there's a few logic gaps like that, and a few. I think it's. I don't know if it's the editing or what, because also in the club scene where the lights fall on the guys. Mm. Yeah, earlier on he falls and he's shooting the lights, but then later 
the lights are still getting shot by no one and they fall <laughs> on these guys. It's hard to explain in ghost. audio. But ghost shooters. Yeah, go, there's ghost guns around these parts, I mm, suppose. At night. Yeah, yeah, at night. Mm. It's a haunted club, <laughs> I found that clown, the egghead clown thing a little bizarre. What was the egghead clown thing? He got oh, shot. He got shot, the guy entertaining, yeah. yes. Yeah, and how is this entertaining Is was my main. Yeah. <laughs> He's just walking around going, oh, oh, oh. Ooh. Well, maybe if the whole club is full of drugs, as they alluded to, yeah, yeah. they could put anything on. Yeah. Maybe, maybe that, that was what appealed. Maybe he Even wasn't actually there, and that was just that was what Tony could see. Bizarre. Hey, going back to the um, chainsaw scene. Oh, yeah. That is apparently based on a true story. Yeah. So there's a few of those, I think. It was like based on a real police file, which I didn't realise. Because apparently they were working with the um, the US Attorney's Office and getting all these real stories mm. and just peppering them in throughout. That Yeah, that was one of them. That was legit. Yeah. It's fucked up. Because they say, yeah, the, the, these guys don't just kill people. They're like they're always some dramatic way of doing it. And Yeah. Oh, it's fucked up, man. <laughs> And all those poor old people, I couldn't tell if they were extras or if they were just shot at there. And all these old people are watching this guy get shot on the street. You know? <laughs> so he's, you know, having yeah, they, little they look iced legit. teas or whatever. Yeah, they're locals. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> oh. I think I saw Mr. and Mrs. Seinfeld. I was going to say, I think I saw Estelle Costanza. <laughs> what do you want to go to Florida for? <laughs> hey, I got, I got a real random deep cut of trivia on this one. Oh, yeah? Chainsaw scene again. Old mate Manny's down there um, speaking to Bikini Girl. Yeah. Bikini Girl, this movie came out in 83. Bikini Girl goes missing in 83 in real life. She's never been found. And on set apparently she was distressed. They're like, what's wrong? And she was talking about owing money somewhere or something and she's never been seen again. In real life? It's in an episode of Unsolved Mysteries. Yeah. Oh, what? Yeah, it's a legit thing. what? She's gone. She's off the – if you look up on IMDb, this is the only move she's done and she's since disappeared. She was just, so she was just an extra. Yeah. And she had money and she did. Yeah, I can't remember if it was – she's caught up in some something. So she's missing or she's dead? Well, she's well, assumed dead, I guess. Yeah. Never but found. no one was ever – no one's ever found her. No. Oh, wow. There's like – it's an open case, I suppose. Yeah, it was, it was an Unsolved Mysteries episode about it. Where do you reckon they went? Marshlands? Maybe. The Glades, Florida Glades. What's that? That's your body dumping spot right there. Is it? You've, been, you've thought about this way too much, Greg. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure. Welcome right? to the limits. <laughs> <laughs> that would be the, uh, you know how like the horror movies now, they take a popular slo- song and slow it down into something scary. Yeah. <laughs> that would be that. Take it to the limit. <laughs> <laughs> but a kid's choir. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Creepy kid, like the Freddy Krueger kids. Yeah, it works. That was disturbing. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Especially when you're giving me those eyes that no one else could see right now. <laughs> I could see them. And those toes. And the, and the, the yeah, the steaming and toes. I'm naked. <laughs> <laughs> should we get into the verdict? We probably should. Yeah. I don't know what to say, really. I don't remember asking you a goddamn thing. I am the law. I'd like an answer to the question, Judge. I want to have them answered immediately. You can't handle the truth. What are you waiting for? Huh? Say what again? Say what again? I dare you. Nothing further. Your Honor. 
And that's all I have to say about that. All right, overall thought from me on this one. Uh, I think this movie, I was, to be honest, actually, when you pick this movie, because I feel the same way about Fight Club, which I haven't watched in a long time, I'm worried it's not as good as I thought. This movie in some ways is actually better than I thought and it's actually just made me realise what a little idiot I was when I was younger because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I'm like I'm actually accessing this movie at all levels now. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I was an idiot before. I wasn't affected by a guy getting chainsawed. <laughs> like, I didn't really see a lot of that chainsaw. <laughs> I didn't really see this as a tale of, you know, the dangers of <laughs> everything he did. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah, cars, money. <laughs> Drugs. That's all I need to see. <laughs> exactly. Michelle Pfeiffer. Aspirational. <laughs> Aspirational. But, yeah, so I guess this movie has stayed the same, yet I've grown into it, I suppose. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. How about you guys? Yeah, look, I, I've watched it. It's obviously I'm, I'm biased. It was my choice. Yeah. It's, it's one of my faves. But um, I loved it. Like it was just I think it still just holds up today. Like the yeah. I was invested in the characters, even though I've seen it that many times, I still was like, what's gonna happen next? I I, I felt sick when he kills his best mate. Mm, yeah. You know, you you you're you're rooting for Tony, but then he does really yeah. bad things and Keeps you're letting like, you Why? down. Yeah, he lets you down. And, it actually, and that it, plays with your mind. And it had been just long enough that I hadn't watched it that I didn't remember everything clearly. And so there's this sense of dread like, oh, no, is he going to do that? Oh, shit. Yeah. But you, I didn't know for sure if he was. Like Sean Penn showing up, he didn't show up. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah, I feel you. Yeah. It's, um, you still get caught up in it. It was it was a good trip down memory lane. I, I felt mm. like I was in my early 20s again watching it and yeah, I loved every yeah. every. Every minute of it, of yeah, it's a lot of love. There's a lot of Even minutes. minutes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's three green lights. I I loved it. Yeah. I I had the same. I th- yeah. I, I, there were some reservations that maybe I, I feared it wouldn't hold up mm. because I did love it so much and I hadn't seen it for a good yeah. decade or so. But yeah, watched it with a whole new set of eyes. Brand new eyes. You got new eyes over the weekend. <laughs> you know, I got these a couple of years ago. They're, they're worn in, ready for viewing. Um, yeah, the characters, there were more to them than I than I remember. There was a, was a different story almost. Manny, Manny really shone through for me in this yeah. one. Manny was a good guy. He was, yeah. was a good guy. He got distracted now and then. He was yeah. only human main. Yeah. And, but he was, I felt real bad for him when yeah. he died. Because he, he actually, just, he just liked it. He got married and shit. He got married. You know, it was so frustrating watching that scene. Because yeah. you're like, and I think everyone's in that position when they watch that scene. They're like, oh, he could have done that different. If he just went and told him, yeah. not smiled, made sure she wasn't in a lingerie when yeah, she like, opened don't the walk, door. Don't let her walk out of the room like she's just yeah, that, been banged. Yeah, that exactly. Was, that was stupid. post shag like, uh, but at the same time, none of those things should be a death sentence. That's true. It's on him. No, it's true. But but, but I wouldn't. Still, have, but the but crazy music that. came on, and they yeah, zoomed yeah. in on his eyes, <laughs> yeah. and you know shit was going. That down. was the, that was the best eye zoom of all. Yeah, and he's Pacino is so good at his craft that he could even intensify his eye zoom. Mm. That was the most intense of the all of all the eye zooms. Yeah, I think there's three Actually, eye zooms yeah. in the movie. Mm. Shall we go through our bits? Yeah. So we have a few. Um, Cultural relevancy test. These are more just yes or no type of deals as part of, you know, does it hold up today? Is it still relevant today? The first one is did Simpsons do it? They oh, sure did. yeah. Must protect sugar. Thieves everywhere. The strong must protect the sweet. <laughs> the sweet. Hello? 
in America. First you get the sugar, then you get the power, then you get the women. Homer! Homer! What? I want you to forget about guarding the stupid sugar. You're being completely paranoid. Oh, am I? Am I really? Uh (laughs) Hello. All right, pal, where'd you get the sugar for that tea? I nicked it when you let your guard down for that split second. And I do it again. (laughs) Goodbye. That last part's irrelevant, but I couldn't stop it. It's too funny. (laughs) Yeah, I I stole it from you. Uh, Is there a porn parody? Yes, there is. Not all that creatively titled, though, just called Lady Scarface. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's pretty lame. Um, Bechdel test. Are you familiar with the Bechdel test? No. So Bechdel test is to test whether a movie is has strong representation of women, which I, without telling you the test, I think, you know, this one doesn't pass. But um, it's basically it needs to have, to pass the Bechdel test, it needs to have two female characters with names who talk, at least two female, who talk to another female about anything other than a man. Oh, and wow. And you'd be surprised. We've done nearly 100 movies now and about four have passed. <laughs> it's crazy. Really? Yeah, we haven't had a pass for ages. And it's crazy because on a case-by-case basis, you feel like it's easy to make an excuse. But when you look at the numbers, it's like, fuck, that's bad, man. That is bad. Maybe partially also because of the movies we choose. They're male-focused, I suppose, but still. So did we get a pass here? No, who she talked to? Well, what about when, when Gina's trying to run away and she's talking to her mum? Saying, come oh. back here. <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> nah. <laughs> I, don't know, I know we look, we look, we try and look for passes because it's so rare. Because we try to mansplain it. <laughs> I'm Scott Morrison here, just cutting off. Let me that was that hilarious. Um, FX test, yes, great special effects, uh, including explosions. That's a subcategory of FX tests. There were some good explosions. Um, recasties, do you have, so recasties is sometimes oh, yeah. we look at the movie and go, Oh, if they were making this today, who would they cast in these roles? I didn't actually have any. Did you? I did. Greg? Oh, no, I didn't actually either. I had a crack. I didn't. Um, I couldn't. Nothing, I couldn't partially because I, I'm set on this idea of remaking it at in 2033. Well, so I, had, I don't know who's going to be famous. Well, this then. is going to be appropriate then because the first thing I said, I said, Tony, who could be Tony Montana? What about Will, Wilma Valderrama for Tony Montana? <laughs> we, you know, where my head went was very similar in terms of the, the pers- what the person looks like. Mm-hmm. But I was thinking Rami Malik. Oh. You know yeah, what I'm talking about? Yeah, that's Freddie, good. Mer- yeah. Freddie Mercury. Yeah. yeah, That's good. I could he's see He's got some that. intensity. And actually yeah. he's in a new Bond film with a scar on his face. <gasps> he is too. There you go. Yeah. No way, Jose, they don't even need to read him makeup. <laughs> so I actually went a little, I went off piste after that though. And I okay. found a guy who's Latin. His name is Moises. Arias, have you heard of him? No. No. I was hoping, Tristan's heard of most people, so I was hoping you would know this guy. I think he was in Hannah Montana. Have a little Google it, Google of him just there. He's in some, oh, that guy. Yeah. He's in Jean-Claude Van Johnson. Is you he? would know if you watched it. I haven't had the chance He yet. was in something recently too that so I So he's watched. kind of interesting and he looks quirky. And he's in with the kick. Smiths. How do you spell his last name? Yeah. He's in a, with Jaden Like Smith Aria with an S. A-R-I-A-S. Mm. What was he in recently that I watched? Willow's bed. Oh, King of Staten Island. He was in King of Staten Island. So yeah, he's he was in so he's, bed. Yeah, yeah. That's weird. So he's interesting. And he's then, about this tall. Yeah. There you go. It's a strange proportion. And then I thought Manny could be Rico Rodriguez, 
who's Manny from Modern Family. <laughs> so you just word association. No, I forgot that yeah. it was both. I forgot that his name was Manny. <laughs> so he could be Manny. Yeah. And then Elvira, I'm going all Latin, could be Selena McGomez. <laughs> Selena McGomez. <laughs> Is that a Selena Gomez? Okay. Yeah. I mispronounced it. Right. Where does Zendaya fit into all this? She's not welcome. Oh no. Oh, I could put her in here. He puts her in every movie. Zendaya could And Tom Holland. Tom Who's Holland. Zendaya. Tom Holland's the undercover cop. Zendaya. <laughs> oh, Zoe? She's the youngest ever. She's got like 60 million followers on Instagram. She's the youngest youngest ever Emmy winner? Frank John Leguizamo. <gasps> That's all right. As who? Frank. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, it's good to have a, a, a cast played by at least, you know, South Americans and not Google a Latin actors, please. <laughs> <laughs> Guilty. That are still alive. Guilty. <laughs> All right, let's wrap it up. Young Latin actors. <laughs> That's how I got the leads. John Leguizamo. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, let's wrap this up. Let's wrap it up. God damn it, Tristan. All right. Thank thank you, Matty Fard, for joining us. No worries. Thanks for having me. This is awesome. In studio. In the studio. And thanks for choosing a good movie. Sometimes it can be a bit of a chore. When Greg asked me, I gave him two options. So Scarface or Fight Club. Oh, yeah. Fight Club's coming. Fight Club's coming. Mm. Yeah. What are we doing next week, Gregory? You know what? I'm unclear. I'm unclear too. Probably another movie. (laughs) Thanks for joining guys We'll see you next week Thanks for having me guys Bye 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 Bye